Lord, can we just take a moment just to thank the Lord for already a powerful time this morning just to worship. And I tell you, you know, following Jesus is about following him with every area of our life. And I so appreciate the Nix family being willing to share about their journeys of miscarriages. And uh, being uh, as a couple who we've gone through a couple of miscarriages ourselves, what I found is this, oftentimes it's one of those things that nobody talks about until you share it. And then somebody else says, yeah, me too. You know, we had two of those, and the power of the church is this, is that we get to come together even when things are good or when things are bad, and we have one who died and rose again and is redeeming all things. And this is why we're here today, and this is why we're starting a series called I Am, because Jesus says seven statements about who he is, and there's seven statements that give us hope that no matter what we're going through, that we can have hope, we can experience the gift of God. And uh, the last six weeks, I've been on sabbatical, and I'm so thankful for our elders. One of the things the elders here have done is for all of our ministry staff, after you've served for seven years, you get a six-week sabbatical. So it's not just for me, it's anybody on our ministry team. And I tell you, there's something great about being able to rest a little bit. Uh, and then there's something kind of scary when you sit there for six weeks. You ever been there, right? And you're like, you begin to go like, do, do they still need me? <laughs> you know? And, and all of a sudden, they're like, no, things are going just fine, right? And, and there's these things that happen, but then there's something powerful that begins to happen. And it's just you and God. And you begin to realize how much God loves you and how much God is for you. And your heart begins to be refreshed because what you find is this, you find that the I am is with you. And the I am isn't just with you, the I am is for you and the I am is leading you and he's guiding you and he's filling you and he's directing you. Uh, last week uh, at the 1130, uh, I, I couldn't take it anymore, man. This extrovert had to get around people, right? And uh, so my wife and I, you know, we, we load up our kids who came to 1130 service. I wasn't going to miss Dave Stone. And, uh, and we, checked the, we checked the kiddos in at the 1130 and I was walking through the hallway and a guy caught me. He said, you've been to service yet? I said, no, I'm going right now. He goes, boy, I hate to be the guy who follows Dave Stone. I was excited to come back. But now, like, now I'm like, I gotta be that guy, right? And I mean, Dave is unbelievable. If you didn't catch his sermon last week, unbelievable sermons. And not only just sermon, every one of our speakers stayed and, and they gave a summer seminar and they're on our uh, My North Side app and just unbelievable biblical wisdom on how to navigate and live with God in a culture that doesn't always love God. And we're to be light in a dark world. And I'll be honest, sometimes this is why this series is going to be so important, uh, because if we're not careful, here's how we're going to begin to define our life. We're going to define our life by who we're not more than who we are in Christ. We'll, we'll, we'll begin for me. I had to face it last week as I was coming here. I had to think about this. Yeah, you're not Dave Stone, right? And not only are you not Dave Stone, you're not Ephraim Smith either, Nate, right? I don't know if you looked in the mirror. And I could be passionate, but here's the thing. I don't have the passion and the wisdom of Ephraim Smith. That boy can just go, can't he? Man, like he just has skill upon skill. He can sing, he can preach, he can do this, he can do that. And I'm like, Ephraim, is there anything you can't do, my man? Just please be my friend, right? That's all I want from him. And not only that, what I found is this. If I'm not careful, I'm like, well, I don't have the wisdom of Larry Osborne. Oh, man, I don't have the knowledge of Mark Moore. Maybe you've said stuff like this before in your life. Well, you know, who do you want to be? I, I don't know. I just don't want to be that guy. I just don't want to be that mom. 
Man, I just don't want to be that person. Okay, that's fine. You don't want to be that. But who do you want to be? I don't know. I just don't want to be that. See, this is why we need the series, The I Am. Because we know more about who we don't want to be, but do you know who Christ has made you to be? And not just who he's made us to be, but who he is. See, this is the joy, is this, about following Christ. The more you know Christ, the more you'll know who you are. The more you know who he is, the more you'll know who you are. The more you'll know the purpose that God has for you. The more you'll know the plans that God has for you. That's why we're going to be looking in the book of John. As a matter of fact, if you got your Bible open to, to John chapter 8, because we're going to be looking at this. And over the next seven weeks, or your Bible app, you can open that as well. But the next several, several weeks, we're going to look at Jesus' I am statements in the book of John. And here's what's great. John wasn't just a, a, a writer of the book, he was actually Jesus's best friend. Somebody who knew him, walked with him, eyewitnesses to the I am. See, when we read scripture, we're hearing from people who are eyewitnesses, who know him. And here's gonna be the challenge for you and I over the next uh, several weeks. This is why we want you to get in a life group after service. It's this, God doesn't want you just to know about Jesus. He wants you to know Jesus. He wants you to know him for who he really is and allow him to change your life. There's a difference between knowing about somebody and actually knowing somebody, isn't there? Man, there's a big difference. Well, you can know a lot of things in this world. Just because you know about somebody doesn't mean you actually know someone. And here's what you're gonna find. This is why it's so challenging. The more you get to know Jesus, the more he's gonna deal with the deeper issues in your life, the more he's gonna to get to the core issue of what's going on in your life, and not just what's going on in your life, the more he's gonna to get to the root issue and then give you a new way forward. As a matter of fact, today in John chapter eight, we're not even gonna begin with an I am statement. We're gonna begin with this dialogue that happens after Jesus says, I'm the light of the world because the Pharisees didn't want the I am. They thought they knew God, but they only knew about God. They didn't actually know God when he was face to face. Listen how they responded in John chapter 8, verses 58 through 59. Jesus is trying to tell him who he is. He wants him to know who he is. And he says this to him in, in, in verse 58. He says, I tell you the truth, Jesus answered the Pharisees. Before Abraham was born, I am. Now, here's why he says that, because Abraham was the person that God blessed in Genesis chapter 12. Here's the narrative of the Bible. God creates all things good, Adam and Eve sin, and so God chooses Abraham, and he says, I've blessed you to be a blessing. This is who we are to be as the people of God. We are blessed by God to be a blessing to the world. And Jesus shows up and he goes, I'm greater than Abraham, I am. At this, they picked up stones to stone him, but Jesus hid himself slipping away from the temple grounds. Some of you are like, Nate has a new paperweight. What in the world's going on up here, right? You know what? Here's what happens. They come face to face with the I am, except here's the only thing. They know about God, but they don't know God. And their reaction is this. Jesus, you're coming at the core identity. When he says he is greater than Abraham, that was what their faith was. That was what their belief was in. And what happens is this, the I am shows up and he challenges them. And here's the deal for some of you today. It's not that you want to throw stones at Jesus, but this is what I know in your journey today in your life. It's this, you and I 
are carrying heavy things in life. For some of you who come in here today and you're, you've walked through a journey of darkness and loss. Maybe you've lost a loved one. Maybe you're facing with some terminal diagnosis and the thing that you walk in today with this is you walk in today with heavy things on your heart. Maybe your marriage is falling apart and you're sitting here going, Nate, if I could sit down and have a cup of coffee with you, you would not even begin to believe the heaviness that I walk through and what Jesus wants to say to us in our heaviness because life is heavy, isn't it? What we're going to find Jesus is going to say in our heaviness is this. If you've been facing loss, the good news is this. I am the resurrection and the life. For some of you, you're walking through darkness right now. You're going, I don't know the way forward in my marriage. I don't know how to repair this relationship. Good news. I am the light of the world. I don't know the purpose that God has for me here. Good news. I'm the vine. You're the branches. Apart from me, you can do nothing. See, Jesus shows up not just to give us a list of seven things. Jesus shows up so that you and I can know how to navigate the heavy things in our life. This is the joy of following Jesus. But here, some of you go, Nate, I love it. I want to know that I am. But, but you're already asking this question, Nate, that, that, that sounds good, but I just don't know how to know God. Here's what I love about Jesus today. This is what we're going to look at before we look at any I am statements over the next several weeks. In John chapter 8, Jesus says three things, not just that he is, he says three things that he's not. And, and this is actually a sign, you can tell, when somebody knows who they are, they also know who they're not, right? Like, if you wanted to call me, Nate, my carburetor's gone out, can you come over and fix it? No, I cannot, right? You know what I'm saying? And this is, this is what I can do for you. You know what I can do for you? I can hold the flashlight. I can do that, right? And this is what I know. People who know themselves also know their limits. And you go, because you know yourself, and what I love about Jesus in this passage is this, he doesn't just say who he is, three things, and actually it's the way for you and I to know the I am. Some of you are going, Nate, I, I want to know God. How do I know God? We just need to listen to what Jesus says he's not because that is actually the way forward. See, Jesus knows who he is by knowing who he's not and what he's not. Three things that are actually surprising. It's how we know God, not just know about him, but it's how we know him. If you're taking notes, this is what we're going to talk about today. I just want to put them on the screen so you can begin to know this. But this is what Jesus says. Three things in this passage when he begins to argue with the Pharisees. He says, here's who I'm not. He says this. He goes, I am not alone. I'm not alone in this world. I I'm not alone. Not only says, am I not alone? He says this, I am not alone of this world. I'm not of this world. And then he says this, and I am not seeking glory for myself. You want to begin to know who Jesus is, not just know about him, but you want to begin to know who he is. Begin to know that you're not alone. Begin to know that you are not of this world. See, this is where it gets confusing. We begin to try to follow Jesus, but we follow him in the ways of the world. That is how you miss Jesus. And then if you want to begin to know him, don't seek glory for yourself. I love that Jesus lays this out in this passage. And what I want to start with is this first one when Jesus says, I am not alone. Listen to what it says in, in John chapter 8. He just told the Pharisees, I'm the light of the world. We're going to cover this in two weeks. And then right after that, in verse 13, this is what it says. Then the Pharisees challenged him. See, here's what happens. As soon as you begin to declare yourself as being a follower of Christ or a follower of God, you are going to be challenged. 
I don't know if you know this, but as soon as you sign up to become follower of Jesus, you got a big old target on your back, right? You're like, I thought I felt like heavier things coming on when I followed Jesus, man, when I began to step out in faith. Jesus says, I'm the light of the world. And they begin to attack him. And they challenge him. They said, here you are appearing as your own witness, Jesus, but your testimony is not valid. Jesus answered, even if I testify on my own behalf, my testimony is valid for I know where I came from and where I'm going. But you have no idea where I come from or where I'm going. This is the original. And if you don't know... Now you know, right? And Jesus goes on to say this in verse 15. He says, you judge by human standards, Pharisees, but I pass judgment on no one. But if I do judge, my decisions are right because here it is. I am not alone. I stand with the Father who sent me. In your own law, it is written that the testimony of two men is valid. I'm the one who testifies for myself. My other witness is the Father who sent me. Then they asked Jesus, where is your Father? They know about God. But they don't know God. You don't know me or my father, Jesus replied. If you knew me, you would know my father also. See, Jesus' desire, what he knew is this, I am not alone. I'm not alone. One of the greatest challenges for you and I today is this, is to discover that in our life and even in our failures, we are not alone, but God is with us. God has not forsaken us. God has not left us. Matter of fact, Jesus says this in Matthew chapter 28, verse 20. He gives the church the great commission. Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I commanded. And then he doesn't say, and you better not mess it up, right? You know how he ends that phrase? And surely I am what? Anybody remember? With you. I'm with you. You're not alone in this. I am with you. This is what Jesus knows. I am not alone. I can be challenged in this world. People can challenge my identity. People can call me names. People can pick up stones to throw at me. This is what Jesus knows. But Jesus knows this. I am not alone. Matter of fact, he uses this word here. He says, for I know where I came from and where I'm going. He says, I don't just know about heaven. I know heaven. I know my father. Matter of fact, I found this fascinating. I just thought he just like mentally knew. There's two different words in the New Testament for knowledge, to know. The first one is gnosko, which means knowledge. But then Jesus uses a different word here, and it's called oikos. Say that word with me on the count of three. Ready? One, two, three. Oikos, right? What did you learn at church today? Greek. What's up, right? You know what I'm saying, right? Like this is the, here's what I love about this word oikos. It's not just knowledge. It's not just book knowledge. It's this, oikos means one word. You ready? Family. Jesus knows this. I am a part of the family of God. That is who I am. And because of who I am, I know what I'm not. I am not alone. I mean, I'm not alone in this world. See, the greatest challenge I learned over my sabbatical is this. Sometimes when we have a break, I don't know if you've ever had this, it takes like two or three days to unwind, doesn't it? And then you begin to think, as you're beginning to relax a little bit, you begin to ask this question of yourself. Who am I without my work? Some of you who are facing retirement, you've asked that of you. You go, who am I if I, if I don't have something to wake up for? 
And you begin to wonder about this type of stuff. And then what you find is this, the greatest work you and I could ever do is to know Christ. I remember at my ordination, Brian Mills, the pastor who did my ordination ceremony, he said, Nate, you have one job as a pastor. It's this. I remember it clear as day. He says this, here's your job, Nate. Know Christ and make him known. Know Christ and make him known. There's too many times that I've found in my own life, I know about things, but I actually don't know things. And it can be very easy for us. We can come to church, we can begin to know scripture, but better than just knowing scripture, do you know Christ? I've been a a lifelong Notre Dame fan for 30 years, and I'm pumped. We kick off the season September 3rd, 7.30 at the Horseshoe against uh, Ohio State up at the Shoe, right? You know, I'm a little bit, uh, a little bit you know, ate up with it or whatever. And uh, here's what I know. I- I've been a fan for 30 years. Uh, if you remember during uh, Larry Osborne's sermon, he talked about Notre Dame losing to USC. He did not run that by me. And uh, during that sermon, uh, so he's not coming back to preach. But, uh, you know, no, I'm joking. But, uh, but, but I've been a diehard fan for 30 years. Here's the deal. If I drove up to Columbus, Columbus on September 3rd on that Saturday night and said, I want to talk to the team. I've been a fan for 30 years. Let me in there. Security would immediately pick me up, right? And they'd begin to escort me out because why? They would say this, I know you know them, but Nate, what? They don't know you. Now just hang with me here for a second. What if I showed up and the head coach, Marcus Freeman, came out And I wanted to talk to the team and a security was about ready to throw me out of there. He said, wait, Nate, I know you. (laughs) You know me, Marcus Freeman, you know me. Nate, not only do I know you, I want you on the team. (gasps) Tonight? A 40-year-old, no, no, six-second six 40 dash. He can't bench 200 pounds, but he's on Notre Dame's team, right? I would lose my mind. Here's what I realized. Too many times, this is how I've lived, thinking that I only know about God, but God has no idea about who I am. And God knows not just about you, God knows you. And not only does he know you, God wants you on his team. (laughs) You go, but I have nothing to offer. I don't have a 40-yard dash. I don't have strength. I don't have this. I know because guess what? What you're not, I am. And what you need, I am. And I know your name and I'm not waiting for you just to learn about me. The only way that you're going to learn about me is that you are not alone. And I want you on my team. And I want you in my oikos. I want you on my team, in my family, for my purpose. There is nothing like the family of Jesus Christ. Amen. Man, it brings us together. It calls us in. It's not us knocking on God's door. It's God knocking on our door. Will you come out and play? Will you come out and get involved in my kingdom? This is why when people challenge our identities, you go, oh, that hurts. But I'm not alone. When Jesus was challenged, when people picked up stones to kill him, he's like, you can hit me. Matter of fact, you can hit me. Matter of fact, you're not one. I'm going to hide away, but I'm going to go lay down my life for you. See, this is how you begin to know the I am. Jesus says, you're not alone. The greatest work you and I can do 
It's to know him, to make room in our life to waste time with God. Maybe one of the most spiritual things you can do this week is just go on a walk with God. God never talked to you for a while. He's like, boy, I've been wanting to talk to you. He has time to waste with you. He wants you to know him. He wants you to know that no matter what you're going through, he is with you. This is why he says, not only am I not alone, Jesus says this, I am not of this world. I'm not of this world. Listen to what he says right after that in verse 21. It says, once more, Jesus said to these Pharisees, I'm going away and you will look for me and you will die in your sin because where I go, you cannot come. Jesus just lets them know, hey, listen, if you don't believe in me, you're gonna die in your sin. And this, said, this made the Jews ask, will, will he kill himself? Is that why he says, where I go, you cannot come? But he continued, you are from below, I am from above, you are of this world, I am not of this world. And I told you that you would die in your sins if you do not believe that I am. I, that I am the one I claim to be, you will indeed die in your sins. And then they ask this question, who are you? Who are you? Jesus says, no, that's what you need to know, that I am. Pharisees, you think God loves you because of your righteousness. Actually, the only way that God can truly reign in your life is that you begin to believe in the I am. See, that word believe doesn't just mean to believe in the idea of God. It means this. It's not just that we would believe in God. It's that we would believe God. No, God, I will obey you. God, I will follow you. God, I will come after you. God, I am for you in my living. And I don't know if you ever grew up in church. You know, I did. And I, and I would hear sometimes, and maybe even if you didn't grow up in church, you'd have family, friends say this stuff. There was just kind of this Christianese phrase I would hear all the time growing up. Nate, are you born again? I'm like, I'm six years old. What do you mean, am I born again? No, I'm six, right? And, and, you, know, and, you, and you hear that phrase, and, and sometimes I would hear it, and I'm like, what are, what are you, I don't know what you're talking about, being born again, you know? Or are you born again, right? And, and I'd have no idea, and this is where they would get it from, because Jesus says this, I am from above, you're from below. And then he's, what he's saying is this, sometimes you're like, oh, is he trying to like one-up me? No, what he's saying is this, when you begin to follow the ways of God, here's what he wants you to know. You follow God, not by the ways of the world, but you follow God from above. See, what he's come to do is this. The one who's above leaves the locker room to come after us. He comes after us. He says, I'm from above, you're from below. And he says, here's all I want you to do. I just want you to believe in me. This is how we're born again. And it's not a physical, but it is a spiritual rebirth. It is a changing of a heart of stone that the scripture says God gives us a heart of flesh. The things that are broken in us, God begins to redeem. He begins to make us and change us as we live not of this world. This is why Jesus says phrases like this, what good is it for a man to gain the whole world and yet lose what? His soul. What he's saying is this, when you begin to live the ways below, it will take your soul. But when you allow the one from above to change and to save your soul, it will give you your life back. Because I am 
the way, the truth, and the what? The life. I am. Jesus isn't here to one-up us. Jesus here is, is here to pull us up. He says this in verse 31. It says, to the Jews who had believed him, not just believed in him, but believed him, he said this, if you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Disciples just means this, a follower, a learner, a passionate pursuer of God. If you hold to my teaching, you really are my disciples, then you will know the truth and the truth will ruin your life. You're like, what? Right now. No, no, no. Then you will know the truth. Then you'll be the family of God with the truth of God and the truth will set you what? Free. Truth will set you free. Will you let them into the places that you have no freedom? But it's just heavy. You're trying to save your marriage. Jesus says, you won't save your marriage. The I am will save your marriage. God, I'm facing a future. I don't know how to face it. What if the I am faced your future more than you faced your future? See, this is a totally different way of living and following God. I'm not alone. I'm not of this world. And this is what I love. He says this, I am not seeking glory for myself. He begins to banter with the Pharisees. He begins to argue with them. You can read here in the next several verses in John chapter 8 this week. Jesus is winning the argument. They don't know how to respond. And then this is how they respond to him. Verse 48, then the Jews answered him, aren't we right in saying that you're a Samaritan and demon-possessed? What do you do when you lose an argument? You call people a racist name and Satan, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's like the default. Kind of sounds a little bit like today, right? You know, and it's like, oh yeah, you're Satan, right? You know, and it's like, I don't have a response. And that's all they can do to him. Because here's what will happen. The Pharisees are like, I'm not gonna let you into the heavy places of my life. I'm not gonna let you be greater than Abraham. I'm not gonna let you be the I am. I'm gonna be my I am. I'm gonna follow the ways I wanna follow. Jesus tells him this in verse 49. He says, I am not possessed by a demon, Jesus said, but I honor my father and you dishonor me. I am not seeking glory for myself. And isn't that who we want to follow? I mean, we want to follow a boss. We want to follow a leader. We want to follow a captain. We want to follow a parent that says, when I lead you, I'm leading you not for my own glory, I've got a bigger picture. I've got a bigger plan I'm be a part of. And even if you're not a Christian here today, this is what the world knows and what the world talks about. Even They don't even know this is coming from the Lord that has made us. It's this. We all say this. I want to be a part of something bigger than myself. Jesus goes, I am not seeking my own glory, but there is one who seeks it, and he is the judge. I tell you the truth. If anyone keeps my word, he will never see death at this, the Jews exclaimed, now we know that you are demon-possessed. Abraham died and so did the prophets, yet you say that if anyone keeps your words, he will never taste death. Are you greater than our father Abraham? That was their I am. He died and so did the prophets. Who do you think you are, Jesus? He's the I am. Jesus replied, if I glorify myself, my glory means nothing. 
My father, whom, whom you claim as your God, is the one who glorifies him. This is what Jesus goes. Jesus goes, I don't have to be about my own glory. God's about my own glory, so I get to be about his glory. I don't have to worry about that. My father, whom you claim as your God, is the one who glorifies me, though you do not, here it is, you ready? Though you do not know him, I know him. God's heart is for you to know him. I would be a liar like you, but I do know him and keep his word. Your father, Abraham, rejoiced at the thought of seeing my day. He saw it and was glad. You're not even 50 years old, Jesus. You don't even have gray hair. Right? This is what the Jews said to him. And you've seen Abraham who existed hundreds of years before? I tell you the truth, Jesus answered, before Abraham was born, I am. At this, they picked up stones to stone him, but Jesus hid himself slipping away from the temple grounds. Here's the thing about Abraham. Some of you are going, what's the big deal about Abraham? Abraham was the way that the Jewish nation got their blessing from God. And what Jesus shows up and says this, I am the blessing of God. I am the one who's here to stand with you in your darkest moments and to let you know you are not alone. I am the one who's here who to save you and to lead you. Yes, you will be in this world, but you are not to be of this world. I'm the one who will bless you and change your life. And not only that, I'm the one who gives you purpose for your life. I'm the one here to help lead you in a way that says your life isn't meant to be about you. Our lives are to be about him and God's kingdom. And what happens is this, the more we're about God's kingdom, the more our hearts and our lives come alive because we exist for something bigger than ourselves. And I just wonder what would have happened that day if the Pharisees wouldn't have picked up stones but they would have laid their stones, the heavy things of their life, the areas of their life where they need the blessing of God and allowed the I am to be their savior. I just wonder. Last night after service, got an opportunity to baptize a lady named Mandy. And uh, it's amazing. She said, Boy, you have no idea how God is speaking to me right now. I said, you know, what's he saying? She said, literally, before I walked into church tonight, I told my husband. She knew she was getting baptized, but she said, man, it just feels like I'm carrying a bag of bricks on my back. And you say to bring the heavy things of the life to our Savior. She goes, I can't wait to get baptized. Family was there. Baptizers, she came out and she just began to bawl in the baptistry. And here was why. She dropped her bricks before the I am. Guys, I just want you to dream for a moment. What could, what could the next seven weeks look like instead of carrying the heavy things of your life? You set them before the I am. And you begin to experience a new way of life. Let me pray for us. Father, God, right now, even in my own self, God, I'm thinking about the heavy things that I try to keep carrying. 
Father, we just stop to say thank you that you send Jesus to be with us. You don't ask us to do this alone, but Jesus, you meet us into the heavy places and you are our blessing. You are our peace. You are our light. You are our way forward because you really are the I am. And so, Father, today, God, I pray, God, would you begin to break strongholds in the life of people who feel like God would never want to bless, but you have because you've given us your son, Jesus. And Father, for some of us who have followed you for a long time, God, we are still struggling and we're still carrying things and there's still things that are broken that we're trying to cover up. And Lord, would you give us the courage because God, we don't have it. And so would you give us the courage to know you, the one who loves us, the one who's come after us, the one who's for us. We pray all of this in your name, Jesus. And everybody said together, Amen. May you walk with the I am today. God bless you all. Go sign up for a life group afterwards.